and welcome to the Corny and Lind Legal Chatter Podcast, where we discuss different but likely scenarios, provide general legal information, and get to know our lawyers. Please note that this podcast series does not provide or intends to provide legal advice. Welcome to another episode of our Legal Chatter podcast. Um, My name's Melissa and I'm one of the family lawyers here at Corny and Lind. I'm really excited about today's episode because we get to talk about the family tree. Now, some of you might be asking to yourself right now, what is the family tree? Well, at Corny and Lind, we understand that our clients come to us to help them with legal issues uh, like separation, domestic violence, parenting, or even property matters. But in the midst of these legal issues, there are also other practical arrangements um, that need to be sorted out and relationships that need to be dealt with or considered in the process. Many of uh, our clients and many people are trying to figure out how to financially support themselves, how to make sure their children are okay. They're trying to deal with the emotions that come with these type of circumstances, you know, including the opinions of their families and their friends in the process. They're trying to work out how to co-parent, trying to determine what is a fair division of property. And they're often working through their own beliefs about marriage, about family, and sometimes working through their personal faith. So here at Corny and Lynn, we've developed a model uh, to care and meet people's needs when they're going through family transitions. It's called the family tree. We've established a comprehensive list of resources, links, and services to help connect people to support and services that they need whatever stage of transition they find themselves in. These include support and services with budgeting, finances, going back to work, maybe resume writing, uh, assistance with food and groceries, practical services such as cleaning or removalists, moving houses, uh, there's domestic violence support services, there's spiritual support, community groups and also counselling. And We partner with a number of different Uh, organizations as part of this uh, model and today I'm joined by one of our family tree partners John from SS Removals. Welcome to the Legal Chatter podcast John. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here. So I just would love to ask you some questions today to help our listeners understand um, a bit more about what you do and why we partner with you uh, here at Corny and Lind. So Tell our listeners a little bit about your story of how SS Removals came into being. Well, it happened um, just shy of 11 years ago uh, where I experienced, uh, I was doing a delivery uh, of furniture. I came across a a delivered furniture. It's still still strong in my mind how it all uh, happened and how it played out. And I delivered furniture and the wife answered the door. She said this is where her husband wanted the lounge suite to be set up. An hour down, I set up the lounge. She went and called her husband and it all happened there is where he came down and said it didn't happen. That's not where I wanted the lounge. The wife answered back and he literally punched her right in the face in front of me. Yeah, I froze. Fighting depression for a year. After everything, my wife said to me, oh, long story short, my wife said to me, you got a truck, use it. 10 years now, 11 years in November 16 will be an operation of domestic violence. Mm. 
and Queensland's very affected with domestic violence. Doing this for the last 10 and a half years, you're starting to notice more and more and more people are starting to speak about domestic violence. Um, I encountered a lot of males that were heavily affected with drugs. I've had fights with them. And when I first started, I thought I was a superman, I was a hero and all this, not knowing that it's, it was going to eat me up inside if I didn't do it properly. But I had to learn the hard way. You have to learn somehow how to do domestic violence, how to deal with domestic violence. I've been to a domestic violence, oh, a lot of domestic violence with bikey gangs, gang-affiliated mm. members, and their wives were being beaten up. I'd go in. And if they wanted a fight, I'd have a fight. But that was then. It created a monster in me the first two years. It created a monster in me because I never lost a fight. And I always wanted to fight hard for these women. I'd come out battered, bruised, just to free a lady out. And my wife used to cry herself. Every time I'd leave the door, she used to be worried that would I ever come back. So we found a new strategy, and I started doing more research about domestic violence, therapy. Therapists were saying it's better to talk than to swing. Mm. So I started using a strategy where I was talking, talking to these victims and these abusers. Yeah, it was a better service for me to talk to them then to go in thinking I was a hero and I want to fight you mm, yeah. uh, to save every victim mm. so now we go in we just talk uh, yes they are the heroes we let them be the heroes and think they're all manly but not knowing that we're just there to get this lady out safely and yeah. without any troubles so everything's running smoothly we do mm. know how to adapt so yeah that's how it came about john has a removalist company that goes in where women are um, experiencing domestic violence situations and he moves them out he extracts them Mm. from those situations you know um john's been telling me some really good stories uh before we started recording this podcast about the very first woman he removed and how that all came to be uh, John, do you want to tell us that story, um, if you can? You've you've telling me a year on from that, uh, you witnessed the domestic violence in front of you. A year on, you went back to the same lady and you got to help her in a, in that way. Mm. Tell us about your very first extraction. My very first extraction, um, going back to eleven years ago, I did tell you a bit about it. I came back from the islands, Uh, I was going through depression, I had sleeping disorder, having dreams about this lady that had been punched in front of me. I went through heavy depression where I didn't want to see anyone, not even a family member or anyone. I don't have any brothers here. In my depression, family was nothing to me, friends were nothing to me. I just wanted to be left alone. Um, My brother came over from New Zealand took me to uh, Samoa, spent seven days there and it really opened up my eyes to other things. Mm. Came back to to Australia and um, I said to my wife that 
I know what we need to do. Um, she said, yeah, what's that? And I said, we need to save, or we need to move this lady up. And she said, you got a truck, use it. So I rung up this lady, we say Jane Doe, rung up Jane Doe, and um, I said, oh, you remember me? A year ago, I delivered a lounge. She said, yes, 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 I remember you. I said, well, I've got a truck, and I want to move you out. And she said, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine now, I'm fine, I don't need help. But at the same time, I was happy I, I let her know. Hmm. I was more, I was becoming more myself, just letting her know that I was, I said that I'll help her out. Two weeks down the track, she called, uh, she texted me, texted, uh, stated that, yes, um, my husband just kicked me out, um, beat me up, kicked me out of my house, and with my five-year-old son. I'm in the bus stop and it's pouring down with rain. And this was eight o'clock at night. I still remember the house, so I knew exactly where I was going. We drove straight down there with the truck. We made it all happen. I saw her at the bus, I told my little brother, drive the truck up the house and I'm gonna walk up there. As I was walking up there, I was ready to rage. I was ready at all costs to save this lady. So I knocked on the door, he answered the door and he goes, who are you? I said, oh, you remember me? Yes, no, and I don't care, get off my property. All right, this is where it's gonna happen. I stapled the piece of paper to the door. I said, read these. I said, you have two minutes to get out of this house. If not, I'm gonna throw you out. And he goes, oh, you can't do that. I said, it states that you have to be 150 meters away from this property. Mm. So he has no right being at that house. I have every right to go in and pull this this mail out and I had the power he was reading it took him a minute I said you got a minute left he quickly grabbed his keys jumped in his car and took off the rest of the boys were ready they were in the car they were meeting me there and they said oh as soon as I said yep we're ready her house was empty within half an hour and it was after that move, yeah, after that move, I felt free. Mm, yeah. And I wanted to keep doing it. Mm. And I had to study about it. I had to know what I was doing, mm. the goods and the bads. Tell us, tell us about the service you provide now. I understand that you have a team now that help you and things like that. So I've got a team of 10, uh, 10 males. Uh, my wife sometimes comes out on a male that's, it, um, that's getting abused okay. um, mm. so we do men and women mm. we don't discriminate there so my wife has a team of ladies because I cannot punch a lady or, <laughs> or touch a lady yeah. because yeah. it's straight assault mm. so my wife goes out with her team and extracts males mm. so we do the extracting she does all the talking and calming yeah. down yeah, so we've got a team of 10. We go out. So we do normal removals, and 10% of every removal we do, normal removals we do, goes towards domestic violence. Mm, so yeah. we've got that 10% building to maybe 1,000. Mm. And once we get 1,000, we know we've got, got this lady, and she, if a lady rings up and says, I need to move out, um, but I cannot afford it, it's high risk. We go in, we move her out. 
knowing that we've got this thousand here for her. Yeah, wow. So 10% of every move gets put in like a little stash to help those who need to leave domestic violence situations. Yes. Yeah, wow. At sometimes we, it doesn't feel like it's 10%. Mm. It feels like it's 100%. So we're actually doing removals for me to pay workers and then pay them to extract ladies out from domestic violence it does take a toll Mm. but at the end of the day we've put a smile on someone's face i understand as well john that you guys are open 24 hours you provide a 24 hour service tell me why you're open 24 hours and what it's like to run a 24 hour business when you know you've also got a family back home you've got some children to look after yeah why why are you open 24 hours and what's it like reason why we say 24 hours because everything happens after hours mm. after hours meaning a normal day's work is six to six it's a 12 hour shift but after six o'clock everything happens at home um that's where all the stress is starting to happen everything comes out mm. and ladies and men get beaten up in the late afternoon mm. or if there's a dvo put out on a certain person, we go out at 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning when the male or female's not there. Mm. So we go in quietly, move her out. Because when he comes back home, he or she comes back home, there's nothing there. She's gone, mm. missing without a trace. Mm. Well, sort of like that. <laughs> but we like to get, yeah. get in there and do it. So... Juggling it with family, but there is one hour out of that 24 hours that's special to me. So between 6 and 7 is my kids' time. Mm. Um, That's dinner time. That's family time. 6 and 7. So anyone calling between 6 and 7 will not get hold of me. Um, I do a um, catch-up call. Yeah, yeah. You so, tell me before I can hear your phone buzzing. It's been going since you walked in this morning. So and you're telling me about your catch-up calls. So I do catch-up calls, and I get a lot of phone calls at six o'clock, and that's my time. I literally clock off mm. and clock back on mm. at seven. So catch-up calls very important because that's when everything starts happening. Mm. Um, the husband or the wife are drunk and they start to abuse kids, uh, abuse their partners. And that's where we start organising. We don't go straight out mm. and move them. We organise. Uh, we organise a time. We start doing our homework and say, right, what time does he leave for work? What time does he get back? Because the last thing you want to do is go out not prepared. Mm. and then a gun's pointed at you as mm. like it has happened gun's pointed at you and it could the trigger could pull mm. and you weren't aware of it mm. so yeah we do do our homework first it takes 12 hours to do our homework and then the next 12 she's out or he's out mm. Mm. so yeah juggling with family it is hard but at the same time yeah, we haven't had. I haven't had a holiday with my wife in ten years, mm, wow. eleven years now. Mm. So yeah, 
So helping these men and women must be really important to you. Um, you know, if you you haven't had a holiday in 10 years, you're on the go. Why is it important to you? I'd say it's a gift. Mm. It was given to me. It's what I was here for. Mm. And I, my wife's always planning holidays um, to Harvey Bay. But I know for a fact I always get phone calls and it will never stop. Mm. Um, I've spent three Christmases without my family mm. because I'm out and about. So my kids get to op- they open their presents on the 24th, their Christmas presents. They open on the 24th, 8 o'clock in the afternoon because we don't know what's going to mm. happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I always say to them before they go to sleep, Merry Christmas, mm. because Christmas is my very busiest day, Boxing Day, because mm. that's when everyone goes and gets drunk and they don't think before they act. And so, John, we've talked a little bit about some of the challenges you face. I mean, you've just told me now that you've had a gun pointed to your face um, as you're trying to extract someone from uh, a domestic violence situation. Tell me some of the highlights of your job. Like, what it, what's this one story you can tell us um, about someone you've helped, how that's impacted you, and what are some of the other highlights um, about doing the work that you do? Um, the highlight for me nowadays is about SS removals and who we're partnering up with and what can we do to fulfil our destiny or how we're going to build our empire so our empire is this family tree Mm. and if we can build this empire to become great and well known for domestic violence I think by the time it reaches 2030 I think it will be less domestic violence happening Mm. so my highlights is more based on now Mm. Um, my highlights is more based around domestic violence and it's passionate about domestic violence so yeah I've got a lot of stories with domestic violence but I think I'm more the fact of what's happening now this is my highlight Mm. is actually be able to I'm able to come out and speak about it Mm. and be the voice for domestic violence. Mm. Um, People say, oh, you're the face of domestic violence. No, I'm not the face. This face is pretty right now. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) it it used to be battered and bruised, Mm. but not anymore. So, yeah, I'd like to be the... I like to be in the, surrounded by everyone that's passionate about domestic violence. Mm. Yeah, I may have grown up uh, abused by domestic violence, mm. but it wasn't it wasn't known back then when we were brought up that was domestic violence. Mm. Uh, I used to get beaten up by my dad by small things as well and I thought that because he was hitting me it was love he was teaching me something Mm. not knowing that he was creating something with me with my own kids 
but yeah so back to highlights it's yeah it's what's happening now not yesterday mm. uh, I, I've got a saying is if you don't want to be a part of my now don't be a part of my future um, so everyone that's trying to adapt to me now I'm trying to open my doors to because that's our future that's our empire so mm. I'm trying to build an empire surrounded by loved ones surrounded by people that are passionate about it mm. so yeah that's my highlight yeah I love that John I mean that's why we do the family tree here at Corny and Lind you know, you're not just a removalist. You are passionate about changing the landscape uh, of Queensland where domestic violence is quite prevalent at the moment. Mm. You're not just there to remove them. You're actually there to put a smile on their face mm. and to educate people about domestic violence and to change what's going on in our society. And that's why we love what we do here as well. We take a holistic approach to practicing law and to dealing with family law mm. matters because we understand that the legal issue that people come to us for help with, mm -hmm. it's not the only issue that they're facing. And being able to partner with you and refer people to your services when they need them, you know, a client might come to us, you know, seeking help with applying for a domestic violence protection order and they tell us a bit about their story and we go, Yep, we know who we can refer you to, John. John's mm. going to help you get out of that situation and so we can get them to safety, um, provide them with some protection and then provide them with other type of support like counselling, you know, referral to other partners who mm. can assist them to re-establish their lives and, you know, uh, keep moving forward and to, you know, partner with someone like you who is passionate about educating people about noticing what domestic violence is mm. understanding what it is how it impacts people and the ways that we can change that landscape of our culture at mm, the moment definitely yeah I, I i i think you're doing an incredible job and i know covid has seen you have to deal with some things and adapt and move people differently and you might have seen a spike have you seen a spike since covid in terms of um domestic violence removals as well I definitely have mm. um, it's it's raised a, a fair bit probably 30% yeah wow so we're getting domestic violence moves uh, averaging um, our, we beat our record to three weeks ago mm. 16 domestic violences in one week wow yeah wow um, this is from Mackay to Brisbane mm from Brisbane to Bundaberg Bundaberg back mm. you're fleeing ladies that's the sad thing about it we're fleeing ladies and we've only had three men ring in mm. um, about domestic violence but during the COVID I think it oh, I, don't, I know for a fact it has risen probably 30% mm. Um, due to financial crisis, um, food, mm. um, stress, because um, mm. partners don't have work. Yeah. Yeah. So it has increased a lot. And I'm praying COVID will move mm. away soon mm. and go somewhere else <laughs> in the deep ocean. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> 
So, John, just as we wrap up today, I really appreciate your time. It's been great getting to hear a bit more about you and your story and how you're helping people. What are some ways that um, our listeners or people in the community can get behind what you're doing, um, can share the message and can also refer people to you who might need your help moving them out of um, a domestic violence situation? How can people support you? This is the thing that people should start getting more involved. If you see someone getting hit, speak up now. Let them know that you're there. Because some ladies or some men get hit in a public place. Mm. And everyone turns their blind eye. And it's not fair. Because this lady shouldn't be beaten up in, in a car, uh, car park. And people just walk past and mind their own business. Don't mind your own business. Speak up. Let her know that you're there. And then it gives that person sense and says, right, I need to Google who I can use so I can Google what about domestic violence. Mm. So Google is a massive help, but not everyone owns a phone. Mm. Not everyone owns a computer. Mm. Um, it's about speaking out and getting the message out there, who's around, what support's around. So... Yeah, I'm I'm excited to start this new empire I call mm. and see where it goes. Yeah, and we're excited to partner with you, John. Um, we love what you guys do and, you know, as, as sad as some of the situations you face, we know that you're, you're having an impact on a lot of people's lives mm. and, yeah, we're excited that we get to partner with you in achieving some really good outcomes for some really vulnerable people who've been through a really tough time. Mm. Well, thanks so much for joining us, John. Really appreciate you taking some time off. I'll let you go and make some catch-up <laughs> calls. Um, and everybody else, thank you so much for joining in. We will uh, speak to you next time on the Legal Chatter Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to the Corny and Lind Legal Chatter Podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode of Corny and Lind Legal Chatter. If you require specific legal advice for your situation, contact us directly on 0732520011 or go to www.cornianlind.com.au forward slash contact.